holiday edition of Realities May Vary, podcast that does whatever it wants. That's Cody Goff. I'm Brian Noonan. We're starting a little, a uh, few minutes late tonight because uh, your son has decided he doesn't respect the schedule anymore. He doesn't respect bedtime anymore. Mm. What's going on? He's, he just, he misses me so much. He was all snuggly. He wanted to hang oh. out. <clears throat> so he's now, he's moved into the guest room, which is a directly adjacent right. to my office. It shares a vent that is oh. open. I could have closed it on his side because my side doesn't close, but I forgot to. So there's a shared vent. So, so he's listening him, right now. I know Well, I read the bedtime story. And then, you know, I got up and as soon as I hit the light, he's got up and sprinted towards the door and I beat him too. And I shut it. And he's screaming. <laughs> I don't hear him crying now, but I'm like, I don't want him to sit here crying. Maybe it'll help. Maybe it'll help to know that I'm in the next room screaming like a lunatic about whatever it is we're going to scream about. Could be. <laughs> Could be comforting. I don't know. Well, it's, you know, uh, he's two now and you know, they have a moniker for two-year-olds. It's not yeah, terrific. It's not terrific twos. Tremendous. It's huge. not tremendous. Huge not that your two. son is not, but huge uh, two. it's the huge two. The huge two. The huge the two. Huge, uh, the huge two with a Y. Huge two mm -hmm. with a Y. Yep. Y-U-G-E. Mm -hmm. And what is that? Is that a, something the kids say? I don't know. Do you just spell it wrong because they're illiterate snobs? Yeah, Slobs, well, not snobs. You know, He'd be sleeping better if he was with a, a well-versed uh, parental yeah. figure that could that just understand the discipline and can get him to just sleep for 13 hours. Well, here's the, here's the thing. Uh, you know how you get him to sleep for 13 hours when his parents drop him off and he hasn't had any sleep. That's, uh, that's when they keep him out till all hours at some sort of uh, beer-soaked bacchanal that, uh, and then drag him over somewhere where he's like, what? He didn't even know where he is. Mm. That might that that might work. Seems like it's a the, good strategy to me. It does. Um, all right. So where do we start? Because uh, well, we'll start with your your son had his second birthday party. That was fun. That was fun. And again, hello everybody who's uh, who's joining us on the chat. First of all, it was fun. Mother Nature did not want your uh, your party to, to go off without a hitch, though. Honestly, we had some rain, but we all fit in the garage. I'd rather have the rain than have deafening cicadas for six hours. <laughs> It was very nice the your part the party for the boy. It was Thanks. uh it was it was very nice. And it was we've had to have over the years we've moved parties into the garage due to rain, you know, and it was fun. I didn't help move everything in. I saw people running around with chairs and uh but I had my I had my wrist brace on for a reason. So I knew I would not uh, be called upon to carry anything. Yeah. You know. So yeah, I watched uh, watched you guys all scurry to get the tables and chairs inside. And yeah. I thought to myself, well, I'm under the covered porch in a chair. I'm fine. So I, I was a guest when I was, if I'm hosting the party, then I have to do all the lifting. If I'm a guest, uh, you know, I can take it easy a little bit. Oh yeah. Oh Plus no. I'm for older. Sure. You have younger friends to do that kind of stuff to run around like lunatics. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So me, I just hung out. Yeah. I mean, but I had, I'd cleaned the garage. I had leaf blown it. So I had, uh, before the party, I had done a little extra, you know, it was very nice. I'm everywhere. concerned about your, uh, affinity for pallets pallets. Yeah. You have, uh, and I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say you have about 47 pallets in there. Yeah. Now what's going on? Are you opening a warehouse? Is that your side hustle? 
Well, on Google, my wife found that you can make pallet playhouses in your backyard. Now that requires many pallets. It also requires time and craftsmanship yes. and energy. I lack all but the pallets at this point. I don't so, know if you have enough for a whole playhouse, do you? We have... Unless you have some stored in another place that I didn't see. We do legitimately have like six pallets and one is very large. So I don't know. I don't know how many, but you know what? what? You I haven't had the time or energy to look up plans nor the craftsmanship to estimate how many I need. Yeah, because it would seem like, plus, I don't know how, the, how that even happens because uh looks like, you know, a regular pallet, kids would fall through, wouldn't it? Fall through the slats? Seems I dangerous. Know. I don't know how it works, Brian. I have no idea. I'm I'm curious. Uh, I, you know, maybe, I don't know. My wife has alluded to, like, maybe it will be a paternity leave project. So oh. in January and February in our unheated garage, while I'm raising a two-year-old and a newborn, I'll, I'll have a lot of time to actually build a pallet playhouse in our backyard. Yeah, that's probably the best time to do an outdoor project in Chicago, January and February. That makes mm -hmm. that makes perfect sense because God forbid you want to park your car in the garage when it's snowing and icy and sleety. Uh, that would be silly. That would just no. be, who, who would do something like that? Makes no sense. Absolutely none at all. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, I think you spend time out there trying not to uh, cut your fingers off with a power saw because they've become so numb you can't feel them. And uh, you don't realize that you've just lopped them off. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. Well, I like that. I was disappointed by one thing uh, at your at your son's party. It seems you've given up on the clam bed. He has a new uh, has a new bedroom apparatus. We did. Instead of paying $30,000 for a clam bed, we decided to buy a bunk bed that mm. took mm. my father and I six hours to assemble. <laughs> but it is now assembled. It is It large. is assembled. Very large. And it's not it's not at all an injury risk, this bed. Oh, it has no, a, except a for chute the... that slides a kid right down into the doorway. Yeah, the slide that uh, is the, like pretty much a straight 45-degree angle <laughs> that literally, like, he got on it, and I'm like, this is just a drop. It's not even a slide. It's just a fall. No, like, there's, like not, there's assisted... not, a lot of, not a lot of angle to it. Like and you it's... said, it's... Yeah. No, it's an assisted fall from the bed. It's great. Seems, seems great. But it's just he, called a parachute bed. He sleeps on the bottom bunk, to be fair. The thing is, and then my wife assembled the staircase that goes uh, adjacent to the bed so he can climb up, but he doesn't right. use the staircase. He climbs the slide only. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah. And it is, a, like I said, it's a very steep incline, but he is strong enough to where he can use his arms to brace and now he can push his legs. He's, he just turned two. And he can climb a 45-degree steep incline slide and then get to the topping a wee and then fall down. But yeah, the stairs are dead to him. <laughs> I don't think I've seen, I've seen him go up the stairs like twice and now it's just, it's done. No more stairs. I saw him do it once at the party. Uh, he went up the stairs, threw the ultimate warrior down and then uh, immediately dove down the slide. So I was like, oh, this kid is in training for like toddler American gladiator. Yeah. When are you going to put trapeze in there too? And like uh, just a net that he can fall into. Well, that's going to go in the newborn's room. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, get a zip line from uh, your son's room into the newborn's room so they can visit each other. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Then he can either go down the slide and run or he can zip line it and take care. You know, there's a lot of there. Listen, if you're going to put dangerous things in the house for the children, you might as well go all out. I don't know how I feel about the bunk bed. I just kind of let it happen because it seemed cute enough. Yeah. I would have been fine with a car bed. 
I don't want my son to hurt himself, but he does seem very averse to falling off of furniture. Yeah. So I think he'll be cautious. And he is, is sleeping on the bottom bunk because yeah. it's bigger anyway. Right. Is but, there, I forget, is there a bar across the, the top bed? Like, was there like a little fence kind of deal? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty to much. keep a kid from just completely rolling out? And my wife was very smart and bought a specific mattress that is not bouncy at all. <laughs> so he's not going to jump like on the slipping top. on a prison bed yeah he's not going to jump on the top for sure because it's yeah it's just okay. like it just kind of sinks in you know it's like a memory foam kind of a all right well that's good all right so yeah. Uh, yeah, listen maybe he'll uh he'll get he'll be fine the slide was the slide is very steep it yeah it's it's but it's you didn't lot. design it you just put it together no i wanted six it to hours like, i wanted it to look like a clam well fail right. that one you did. I was, it I, doesn't look like a Well, it's got, you know, two levels, I guess. Yeah. If I squinted real hard and was drunk and had fallen out of a bed, then maybe I would have seen a clam. But. It's a Picasso clam. <laughs> the weird eye on the wrong side. I, I, I felt le I felt less bad about disappointing via the vis-a-vis -vis the clam and more I was very disappointed I forgot to give you your coconut death. Oh, but yeah, that it. was a promise that was made to me when I first walked in, which was yeah. shocking because everybody knows you never offer me a drink when I come to your house. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was nice. But then you didn't deliver on it, so you were right on brand. Yeah. Perfectly for, on brand. For the listener, what I said was, I've got one in the fridge if you want to split it, but it's a dark stout and it's a warm summer day. Right. Or I have one unrefrigerated that I would be more than happy for you to just take home with you and enjoy in your own time. And then when Brian left... You failed to say, oh, did you have that beer? So you needed to do the, oh, did you have that beer for me? And then I would have won it. I would have been like, oh, yes, thanks for reminding me. And then I uh, got and retrieved it. But nah, that's not how I play that game. I don't, uh, I'm not going to, you know, you want to give me something that's cool. I'm not going to beg for it. I got beer at home. <laughs> I don't have to worry about it. Uh, Maria says her son fell down a bunk bed, got a black eye and dent on his cheek when he was four years old. So enjoy that not sleeping anymore as you panic that in the middle of the night, your son's going to try to, you know, recreate the big, uh, yippee ki AMF or jump out of uh, die hard mm -hmm. fire hose around his waist. <laughs> Come swinging down. He's a sturdy young man though. He'd survive. I think. I think he'd be fine. Um, yeah. Thank you for that. No, he doesn't spend a lot of time up there. He just, he'll just climb up the slide to go down it, but that's it. So yeah. Well, it's fun. Why not? Yeah. But Queen thank you died. for coming. You brought many oh. very kind. No, gifts. the gift was see, I the gift was a mishap, and I knew it was a mishap. But I let my wife handle it, and she probably can hear me now, uh, and she's going to be all mad at me. But it's true. Uh, she or she found this, and that's why. If you remember a while ago, I asked you how much your son weighed. Mm -hmm. It's because I had told her that this gift was going to be too small for him, and she got it anyway. And then as time got closer, I kept saying, I think it's going to be too small. And she said, well, if it's too small, why don't you just tell them to bring it back and we'll return it for something else. And I said, okay. Uh, and then, so it was, it was a, like a big wheel, but it's a small Disney big wheel. It's like a, a little, it's supposed to be for little kids. Now, you know, I can't help it that your son is like Manute Bowl. He is a, a very tall, lanky young man. So anyway, I think it was like 35 pounds or 36 pounds was the limit. And I think he's right there. Yeah. The point is, I knew he was too big for this thing. 
it's like, you know, it, it'd be like if you got me, a, you know, a unicycle. It's not going to fit, you know. So I didn't know it. I suspected it. And then when your uh, lovely bride brought him over, she mentioned that it was too small. So we do want it back so that we can reorder something that'll fit him, something he can use, like, you know, health insurance or a cast or an air mattress for under his, uh, under his death trap that he sleeps in. I mean, we are having another child. Just... Yeah, but you, you, what are you going to put that on our account? So when we come to her birthday party, we just hey, just take it off. Uh, get some for Chris William or for my son. It's sad, you know. It'd be that seems no. That's going to cause a lot of confusion. Yeah. A lot of confusion. So we'll just get that back from you. Well, um, the other stuff you gave us is amazing. Did you like that toy? That ride on uh, thing. The yeah. tr tr tricycle thing. Yeah. It's extraordinary. He, he loved it. All right. So well, we've been dancing around. He, your son came to visit this weekend, yeah. came to stay over. Um, now, what's funny about this is when we cleaned out my mom's shed, there was a radio flyer. You know, everybody knows the red metal tricycle. Uh, a bigger, for a bigger kid, which your son probably will fit in in a year or so, scooter, regular scooter. And then this plastic multicolored tricycle with a bell on the handlebars that has a big handle coming out the back. So you can push it if the kid can't pedal. Like a big adult and, handle that goes out like four feet. Well, yeah. So like I can push it without having to bend over too far. Um, and or I at all. You, or at all. It's like waist height. Yeah. Well, I was at working most, at, at the wind. least. It's above waist height, I think. Yeah, no, it was pretty, it's pretty good. It's pretty good height. Mm -hmm. The funny thing is, I sent you all these pictures of these three items. I said, Do you want any of these? And you were like, We'll take the tricycle and the scooter. You didn't want that. You didn't want the the push thing that now your son loves. I had a conversation with my wife about this because yes. we talked about she went for a walk with him and she's like, he loves it so much. And she said, uh, yeah. And the funny thing was like, you told Brian, that's the only one we didn't want. And I was like, I wouldn't have said that because I know that I delegate all mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. Look, my wife is the expert parent. She's the one in charge. And Nobody's an expert parent. You Nobody. sent me pictures. I'm right. like, okay, my spouse is the one that has the inventory of what we have, the plan in her head of what she wants to have. I will check with her because for all I knew, we had all those things somewhere okay. and I just wasn't aware. Maybe she went to some garage sale and got them. So she said, actually, it probably was me I probably saw the handle and said something like, oh, I don't want to be pushing him around. I'd rather he ride, learn to ride a oh, bike or all something. Right. In, in, in your defense, I'm looking at the tw the text right now. It says, "My, would you like any of these for insert your son's name here? Mm -hmm. And you replied, ooh, let me check with insert your wife's name here. And then you text it back. The red ones would be amazing. So maybe it wasn't you. Maybe it was the bride who put the kibosh. It was definitely the bride. Well, that I thought one, they were cool. I saw them. I'm like, those seem cool. Let's, yeah, yeah whatever. Let's go, dude. No, it was Well, that one bad. almost sold. We had almost sold that one. And then the people didn't show up. So I had washed it out and I had inflated the tires and everything. And I knew when he was coming, because your wife said, well, we, we got a stroller in the car. Do you want it in case you want to take him for a walk? I go, oh, no, I got something. I got something he's going to dig. And he was hilarious because... Well, first of all, he comes over to the house and, you know, we love having him. The dogs are here. Walter's here. Molly's here. 
And the poor kid, like I said, you kept him out to what, two, three in the morning the night before, uh, doing God knows what at some uh, uh, rehearsal dinner orgy that you were at. 10 p.m. at Penrose Brewing in, uh, uh, where is that, Penrose? I've Geneva. never heard of that one. Geneva, Ooh. yeah, I have. I so think. you were in Geneva till 10. So that means you got home at what time with the baby? It was like 11 or so, 10, 30, 11, 11 o'clock. You've heard of Penrose. You definitely will know I them. probably have heard of it. I've never been there. Okay. You've had their beer. Well, it's one of those like logos where like you walk into Benny's and you're like, oh, I've seen that, oh, that yeah. uh, logo a bunch of times. The website won't load. Well, he was very he was very sleepy when he got to our house. Oh, and they uh they won they won a gold medal for a juicy or hazy strong pale ale at the Great American Beer Festival. More relevant in 2020 than won a Fobab silver medal oh. for oak fermented brown ale with cherries. So we've yeah, you've Oh you've yeah, I've, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now that See the logo you'll be like yeah, goofy boots, yep. Yep, yeah. yep. Anyway, sorry, continue. No, that's okay. So we drop him off in his hay. He was well, up he, a couple hours past his bedtime, but not all night. Well, he was very tired, and we weren't sure what was going on. Um, but Molly was here, and he was having a great time with Molly, and he was having a fine time with the dogs, but every parent knows that look when a kid is, like, out of it. And he took just about every opportunity to – because Molly was like, hey – because we're like, let's go take a little nap. I am not taking a nap. He went and he sat on the bottom stair. I am not taking a nap. It was like, okay, you don't have to take a nap. That's cool. Whatever. We're not going to, you know. So Molly was like, hey, how about we lay out the blanket like a picnic? And he was like, okay. So every chance he got, he would lay down. But as soon as he started to relax, he would be up. And he was playing with blocks and playing with balls and throwing balls to the dogs. And then he was, he just had that look. So we go, Debbie and Molly wanted Culver's for lunch. So I go pick up Culver's and I'm there and I'm like, I don't know if he ate. I'm guessing he ate, but I don't know if he ate. Let me pick up a kid's meal. You know, I'll get some milk and some applesauce and a couple chicken fingers. That seems pretty good for a kid's meal. It's not a lot of, you know, yeah. as, as healthy as you're going to get for a kid's meal. We fed him worse. Yeah. So we get home and. He sees the food. I'm like, do you want something to eat? Yeah. Comes, he hops up in his chair, and he has a chicken finger, and goes, French fries? <sighs> yeah, I guess. We got some French fries. You want some French oh, no. So we give him a few French fries. And that parent. Uh. And then, no, no. We had gotten the stuff, and I'm like, oh, all right. Well, there's a chicken finger in that. The applesauce we can give him at dinner time. That That's perfect. So then he wants to feed the dog some French fries. I think he probably does that at your mom and dad's house. And we were like, that's cool. Walter loves French fries. So he eats, he eats a chicken finger and he eats some French fries and he drinks uh, some Wawa with ice. And then I'm thinking, oh, well, now he'll be, you know, his tummy's a little full. Now he'll really want to fall asleep. No, he's still, still no nap. Well, I'm going to fess up. And if it costs me uh, babysitting jobs in the future, uh, we put on cars for a little bit. Because <laughs> we thought maybe it would calm him down. The movie, he was, the movie Cars. Oh, and my man, God. he lost his mind. He loved it. That's a race car. Is that a race car? That's a race car. That's a truck. That's a race car. That's a truck. Oh my gosh, where are they going? I don't know. This is a truck. It's a race car. And then you go <laughs> to the point where after it was turned off, <laughs> we didn't do it Saturday morning, but he came downstairs and go, We watch more cars. 
We did not let him watch more cars on Saturday. We were trying to do it to get him to sleep. So then I'm like, okay, he doesn't want to take a nap. Let's take this tricycle deal out. And Molly was going to come with, and we were going to go on a nice walk. Well, I think because he knew if he sat down, he would start to doze. He decided he was going to push, which is hard because <laughs> if nobody's steering it, you know, the wheel locks up. And so he's pushing it, and Molly is kind of bent. She's, I don't know how she did it. I, this is why I'm glad she was here. She was walking bent over, keeping the front wheel straight oh, so God. he could push it. And we went, when, you know, down, we're only two houses from the corner. So we went there. Then we went across the block. So another, you know, length of a house, the alley, length of another house, started up the other side of the block, got about halfway. And uh, I was. I, we kept asking, do you want to ride? No, no, I want to push. Okay. Listen, I'm not going to argue with a two-year-old kid wants to push. I figured this is great. He's going to wear himself out. One of these days, he's going to fall asleep. Man, you I tell you what, you got a kid with some stamina. He keeps pushing. But then, all of a sudden, he walks to the side of the tricycle, kneels down on the sidewalk, and put his head on the seat. <laughs> and I was like, he's going, he's going to ride now. So what? we plop him in. I buckle him up in the seatbelt. And we start pushing, and he's in his glory. He's making motorcycle sounds. He's yelling, I'm a motorcycle. I'm a motorcycle. Vroom, vroom, vroom. And then Molly had taught him before I came. Molly taught him how to ring the bell. So she'd go, ring the bell. And he'd ring it. And then vroom, vroom. And so we finished the block, and he wants to go some more. So we go another block. Then we come back, and he doesn't want to get off the tricycle. And I'm like, Okay, well, that's uh, fine. So we go back out and we walk a little more. And he's, oh, vroom, vroom. He's having, he, he loved it. Um, then we, we talked about it and it was like, all right, let's, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to try to pull a fast one on this kid because he's smart, but he's two. I could probably outsmart him. And so we decided we'd give him dinner a little bit early and try to get him to bed a little bit earlier because, he need, he needed some sleep. Yeah. So we got dinner. Oh man, he we met Debbie made him a grilled cheese and uh he had a grilled cheese, half a grilled cheese and half that chicken finger and he ate that and then he ate his applesauce all the way down and then I made a crucial parenting error. See, even me, crucial parenting error. Uh Debbie objected but I overrode her objection. At your at his birthday party you had these little Oreo ice cream cups. Oh, yes. That Debbie went nuts for to the point where she made me buy some under the guise of, well, we're babysitting. We should get some of those ice cream cups. Ha, ha, ha. Really? Said the woman who just had one before I came up to do the podcast. Um, they are delicious. They are delicious. I'm not going to lie to you. Like but, surprisingly uh, good. What the, what's the brand? Oreo, whatever, whoever makes Nabisco, whoever makes Oreo, right. they just say Oreo. They're really I don't good. question it that much. I don't even, I don't want to know what's in them. I know there's ice cream and Oreos. Perfect. And uh, I said, well, how about some dessert? And Molly said, oh yeah, we mentioned ice cream before because as you know, we live a block from the chocolate factory. So on our walk, we passed the chocolate factory and we said to your son, they make chocolate in there because there was a truck, you know, outside on low sides. They make chocolate. Oh, chocolate ice cream. 
I go, I don't know. So he started calling it every time we passed it, the ice cream house. <laughs> he, calls, he calls the Mars factory, the ice cream house. So I say, let's give him some ice cream. Debbie's like, no, we can't give him any ice cream. I said, come on. What harm could it do? Ice cream. That kid put a hurt on that ice cream. I could not have been prouder if he had been my own son, the way he ate that ice cream. He <laughs> ate that ice cream like it owed him money. He went after that ice cream like it had killed his father. No offense. Sure. Now, we went from a child who was kneeling on the sidewalk comatose to a child who was shot out of a cannon. <laughs> For the next 20 minutes, he was out of his mind. It was so funny to watch the effect that sugar has on a tiny body because he ate that thing. And like when Walter goes crazy, Molly calls it the zoomies. And that's kind yeah. of what your son had. He mm -hmm. was running around. He was, he, Molly was on the floor and he would, he would like run over and jump on her, then run back to the couch, then run over and jump on her, then run back to the couch. And he's just running around and he's, he was, he was high. The kid was like, he, he was way high. Yeah. And, um, and then as quick as he got high, he was not high anymore. And then it was time for bed, which, uh, the, as, as you know, I've credited him the last two times he's come here. It's been very simple. Yeah. He didn't want to go to bed this time. Uh-oh. He was as a, uh, as Kenny Rogers said in the gambler. He was much too tired to sleep. He sat down on the bottom stair and started screaming, no story, no milk, no story, no milk. Oh, no. He's never done that for you guys. <laughs> no. So De I said, Debbie goes, Debbie said, we're going to go put his pajamas on. I said, okay, are you going to bring him back down here and we'll sit in the big chair like we always have and I'll read him his stories and no, we're going to do it up in the bedroom. And I was like, that's a mistake. No stories, no milk. She takes him up. I get the milk. I come up. He's battling. Gets his pajamas on. No story, no story, no story. Said, okay, do you want some milk? No milk. I am not going to sleep. <laughs> well, all right, we're going to have to figure this out. So Debbie says, listen, you and Molly got to get out of here. I'll take care of this. She said, take the milk. And we go downstairs and I'm like, I can't believe we're, you know, why did mom change the plan? We should have done it the way. And Molly's like, why does everything have to be the way you always do it? The baby's things should change. So now this was at about 7.30 and that's a little earlier than his usual bedtime. Mike had a good idea, give him whiskey and a cigarette to sleep. Cigarette's got nicotine. That's going to jack him up. A couple shots, you know. Do, do the old dip the finger and rub it on his teeth. He's not teething, but I could have used that excuse in court. Um, so at about quarter to eight, 10 to eight, Debbie comes down and she's like, and we heard her walking around and we heard him, you know, he fussed for a little bit, but then she said she picked him up and she rubbed his back and everything was fine. He was like, no story, no milk. Okay. And then she said, I thought he was asleep. He hadn't moved in like five minutes. Everything was quiet. I got up, and as I got to the door, she he went, Debbie will sit. And she was very happy that he, what he, he's been calling us by our names, which is very nice. And she was like, okay. And so she went back and she sat. And then 
he started to doze again and he caught himself. He's like, Debbie will sit. And so Debbie sat with him. But then he went to sleep and he didn't make a sound. So he was asleep from like 7.45. And then at 7.30, the next morning, I hear this. I want milk. I want milk. And I'm like, oh, hold on. Okay. And I, I get out of bed. But now I got to go to the bathroom because I'm old and I've been asleep. We, I mean, that's the first thing. And it's hard for me because uh, the bedroom that he's in is only a couple feet from the bathroom. And while I'm trying to go to the bathroom, all I keep hearing is, I want milk. I want milk. And I'm like, and I'm calling to him. I'm like, I'm on my way. Hang on. I got to go potty. I'll be, I'll be there in a minute. I want milk. I want milk. <laughs> I get it. I said, I'm coming. And Debbie, I, Debbie was downstairs or down. She was, cause that was the shower day that she was working with Molly. Thank God I opened the door slow. Cause it was like, I was uh, opening a jail cell and somebody who has been in a solitary confinement. Cause he and his teddy bear were kneeling right next to the door. I want milk. I want milk. I'm like, Okay. So it's like fine. And then he's had, Oh, then we're, everybody's happy. We're happy. Debbie comes up. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear him. I said, Oh, it's fine. He wants milk. We're going to change his diaper. And so thankfully she did. Cause it was the first time he's pooped at our house. Oh uh, yeah. Maybe Col Culver's cream. will do that to you. Yeah. That custard or no. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe the Culver's maybe the half a chicken, uh, half a chicken tender and French fries, but then there was applesauce and there was ice cream and, there was Wawa with ice, a lot of stuff that could uh, blow through a kid. But, you know, then he was fine. Then everything was great. Then we took more of a walk because after he had, oh, man, I was, I, I, I was, I think I let the, I think I let him down. After what all the do? talk about pancakes, I made pancakes. He didn't care for them too much. Mm. Kept saying the pancakes are wet. They had a little bit, a little bit of syrup, tiny bit. I was very careful with the syrup. Pancakes are wet. He ate some of them. He ate about half the pancake. Look, in my house, Ego just started, or they've had for a while, I guess. Ego has these frozen pancakes. He's just microwave. Oh, see? So we got some, and he would not let his mother heat up the pancake. He demanded the frozen pancake and just <laughs> ate the frozen pancake. And he ate, like, most of it. Like, really? almost all of it from frozen. So... I don't know about his uh, his palate. I think I refining. gave him because I made it. I gave him uh, some apple, you know, sliced up some apple, and then there was some sausages, and he wolfed down the sausages and he ate all the apple. So maybe they're just uh, the pancake was an afterthought. He did. He didn't like. He he didn't not enjoy them. He just didn't eat them with his usual gusto. He's been pickier. You know? He's been a lot pickier lately about, and he'll still eat most things, but. Uh, we mushroom soup tonight? Nope. Oh I'm, no, I'm have, no! I don't blame him. I'm with him. Tell him I tell him Brian doesn't need it. Uh, Brian won't eat mushroom soup. Well, uh, well, but yeah. Then he was he was first... great. No, that that was not. It was a very minor. It was very minor because again, we knew that he was exhausted. There's nothing you could the, you could see it in his eyes. He was just exhausted. So we figured what. And the next morning he got up. He couldn't have been happier. Yeah, we went for the we talk. He was joking when we were trying to get his clothes on. He was uh, changing out of his pajamas into his clothes. He was laughing. He was flopping around. Debbie was like, "Are you a pretzel?" He goes, "Debbie's a pretzel. Brian's a pretzel." And, 
And then, you know, at one point Lawson ran up and jumped up on the bed with him. And uh, while we were changing, he's just la Lawson's just laying there and he wanted to give the dogs their treats. So he gave all three dogs treats. Uh, you know, he had a great time and we went back out on the motorcycle more on Saturday morning. So I got my steps in and that was so yeah, he's welcome anytime. Not bad. Well, thank you again. It was very clutch. No, the, it's, it's the fun. Reason, it, the reason you forgot to even we didn't even say why. You well, were no, I want that's your story to tell. Oh, man. All right. Well, uh, it was it was very, very helpful because I don't know what else we would have done. So that's great. And he was very happy. And we said a couple times, like, we've mentioned you a couple times since then. And he's, he smiled. So. Oh, good. So why did he have to come? He had to come because uh, my wife and I were at a wedding that was also attended by my parents and my sister. Oh. So most of the family kind of out of out of pocket, as some kids say. <laughs> the kids that. do like to say that. It was. It was my best frenemy's wedding. Icebag John. Can you please repeat? I don't want to repeat it. Um, the way you were describing it at your son's party. The event. Remind me how, remind me how it's You're being the best man for a guy you hate? Yes. Is that, just what, I, is that what I said? Yeah. That's what you I said to said a number of people. <laughs> a number of people. And your parents, yeah. every time they heard it, laughed. Like, yeah, we, we get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a whole character. Um, <laughs> I I can't I can't even describe him. There is literally no one on the earth like him. I've known him since I was seven years old. Wow. And uh so I've known him very much the majority of my life. He's always been around. He's we've lived together uh unofficially in high school at parts and officially in fact i think officially in high school at parts i think he actually did move in with us technically for like two weeks um wow. and yeah and then after college a few years and then we've uh he moved uh, here's one thing you need to know he moved to russia and worked in food service at the u.s embassy for six years in moscow but has also taught english in siberia so wow yeah what uh, does that mean food service at the u.s embassy i think he worked he a for waiter? essentially like the grocery store at the embassy but not really it was like a little more fancy than that and okay but uh it, it was it, it wasn't like i didn't want to say like he worked at the u.s embassy like he's some diplomat like no he was working in some other function to keep it like a functional place but not okay like, he wasn't like a he's not wasn't like a, a bus boy he's not a politician i don't think he was a bus boy but yeah okay. he's he's character so yeah, his, his wedding was Friday, and uh, it was Friday because he wanted it to be as close to yesterday as possible so that people would never forget when he got married. Oh, okay, okay. That's real. That's real. That's not a joke that I just made. Wait, That's, he wanted it to be close to September 11th? He wanted it to be on September 11th, but that was a Sunday. So right. he went with the next closest date that was inexpensive because Friday weddings are cheaper. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That was yeah. it. Wow, that's a that's <laughs> yeah. an unbelievable reason. Yeah. His wife must be have the patience of a saint. She does. Yeah. No, that's very par for the course for him. So I can't even, I literally can't even with him, but it was very nice. It was out I can't in even um, with him. It was out in Geneva, very swanky little suburb out there. 
Really? Geneva is very swanky, very, mm -hmm. very fancy people, mm -hmm. very rich suburb, as they say. So shout yes, out to our far, far western suburb. Yeah, shout out to our rich listeners in Geneva. Uh, I would, I would have, I would spend more time there. They have like a river. They've got all these fancy sure. restaurants. Everything, everything was packed on a Friday afternoon. A lot of retirees, I think, uh, okay. made good money back in the day. Now um, they're living life out on the. Uh, the western fringe of town away from the riffraff of the city <laughs> but uh so there was a rehearsal dinner the night before at penrose brewing which was very nice and then uh the the, the ceremony itself was a little church i was in it one of my other one of our other friends we grew up with was in it and then two of his college friends okay and, then, uh, and i did so i know the the his his wife obviously through him but also I played Dungeons and Dragons. I had a Dungeons and Dragons group with his wife, my wife, my sister, and our other friend. Wow. Back like five, six years ago, I think we had a Lord of the Rings book club and then everybody was in the <laughs> fantasy. Yeah, my sister was dating a guy that okay. was obsessed with Lord of the Rings, which she had never read. So she's like, how about I do a book club? They break up and we do the book club anyway because my wife is like, I love Lord of the Rings. I'd love to read it. Oh. I was like, my one nerd Achilles heel is Lord of the Rings because I love everything nerdy, but I hated reading The Hobbit growing up. I tried to read it like four times. I never got okay. through it. So J.R. took it. And then when I saw the first Lord of the Rings movie in theaters, I hated it. I thought it was really long and boring and stupid. And I was like, who are these people? Why do I care? So I never got into Lord of the Rings. So I'm like, whatever. My wife's into it. My sisters wants to read it. A couple other friends are like, sure, we'll read it. So I'm like, I'll try Lord of the Rings. End up loving Lord of the Rings, the book. Oh, wow, okay. The book specifically. Then we did a movie marathon, and then I saw it, and I was just like, I could do without these. The books, oh, my God, so good, particularly the third one. third book is just like, it's next level. Is that me. The Return of the King? It is, yeah, or The Jedi. Which one is it? It's one or the other. It might Are be Return mixing, of the Jedi. Are you missing you? No, that's a Star Wars movie. Oh, that's the Star Wars. Yeah, no, it's Return of the King then, probably. <laughs> Yes, no, book of the, two is Revenge the, of the Jedi is book, book two is the two towers. Speaking right. of the date of John's the two wedding, towers, right? Yeah, so uh, so nice time, uh, by the way. Thank you. So we and anyway, we played Lord of the Rings. Or we played Dungeons and Dragons. Sands, Icebag John, no Icebag John in that group. <laughs> so anyway, I've spent a, a good amount of time like in separate groups from him with his now wife, who is a lovely human and just amazing and perfect for him and very cool. Um, and so the ceremony was the church, very nice. I mean, like about a hundred people, a little less. Okay. Ish. And then um, we headed out to like kind of a farmhouse venue where there's kind of like a greenhouse out uh, or like a big tent basically out in the fields of corn. Basically, there's this big tent and they got the dance floor on it and stuff. And then nice. a couple other tents where you can kind of hang out. It's pretty neat. And um, there were toasts. Now, you so were the best man. I was the best man. You were the best man, which so, I hear surprised your bride, who claims she did not know that you were the best man. Oh, so I didn't know I was the best man until last week. Oh, okay then. So the groomsmen were <laughs> Wait a minute. Two, what? two childhood friends, two college friends, and then his brother. So traditionally, if one has a good relationship with their sibling, which he does, they would be the best man, right? Because you have to be somebody in the family. So I assumed, oh, your brother must be the best man. I'm one of the groomsmen. Even though he asked me to give a toast at the wedding, I was like, yeah, I must be the best man. Or I must be the, the groomsman. He's the best man. And then like literally 
it was less than a week ago. He was or less than a week before the wedding. He was like, oh, you're the best man. And I'm like, what do you mean I'm the best man? And he was like, well, uh, well, you planned the bachelor party. I was just going to say that you threw the bachelor party. So wasn't it assumed that you were the best man? But there are times when someone has a wedding and they don't have their best man plan the bachelor party. Cause sometimes the best man for a wedding is not the best man to plan something. That's true. You know what I mean? So yeah. I would like his brother was not a planner like that, like that. It never would have happened. Right. So I, I thought I was just like the responsible one that would like take it on and do it, which I did. But I just figured that was just an extra responsibility. No, that means I'm the best man, apparently. <laughs> Again, I expect John Logic. So I'm like, fine, I'm the best man. So I find this out literally like four <laughs> days in advance. We go, we go, we do it. I'm the best man. His brother doesn't care. He doesn't, it was whatever. We're all fine. And right. uh, and so I knew I was going to give a toast. Okay. He told me this. So it was going to be like one bridesmaid gives a toast, one groomsman, then the maid of honor, and then, and then, he emphasized this. I was closing out. Oh, you're the, the headliner. I was headliner. I was closing nice. out. Nice. Good. So, <laughs> as you should be. You you've got the you got the clout. You're going to bring the heat. I uh Who wants to follow you? So people thought, well, we'll get to that. All right. So he wanted to do that and then have an open mic where people Ooh. got up to 60 seconds to essentially toast, but in his mind that meant up to 60 seconds to roast him and it would be funny. His, his wife did not want that many toasts. No. She was like, let's do the four and then we'll be And done. neither does anybody who's in attendance. Let's be honest. We sit through the toasts because we have to. We don't want to hear drunken bridesmaids and cousins and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Shut up. We don't care. We want to get to the bar. We want to start dancing. We just ate some dried out chicken. Let's go. Yeah. Let me tell you what, let me tell you what state of mind I was in for this, Brian. Okay. Uh, woke up in the morning, didn't have any coffee. Ooh. I had, uh, um. Eggs and toast? No, I, I put a, an herbal supplement in my body, unrelated to marijuana or cannabis, but something to kind of wake you up, an alternative to coffee. I had a coffee alternative. Cocaine? No, it's not. It's not a methamphetamine. Hard, no, no. I had put. I had a thing. I don't want to get into. So I, I took okay, a stimulant. You brought it up. No, took, a, <laughs> took a stimulant, some sort of stimulant in the morning. That's not necessarily illegal. You take a uh, trucker speed from the gas station? No, I don't do cocaine or speed. Don't do drugs. Winners don't do drugs. And I know, but not, the stuff you buy at the gas station isn't illegal drugs. Isn't it? No, they can't sell it at the gas station. Was it no dose? No. All right, I took, All right. So, I, took, I took a thing in the morning to kind of perk myself gotcha. up. It wasn't All caffeine. Right. It wasn't illegal, but I don't want to get into it, even okay. though I just spent five minutes not getting into it. <laughs> Mid, All right, this this happened. Now, I was I was hale and hearty all week, Brian. All week. Yes, all week. Thursday rolls around. We drive into Geneva. We get out. We do the rehearsal dinner. And my, my sinuses just start freaking out. What the hell's going on? All right. Get back that night. I'm still kind of stuffy. Whatever. Wake up Friday morning. I'm clean as a bell. I'm fine. No problem. Cool. Let's do this. Feel great. Feel healthy. Get to Geneva. Roll into that church. My sinuses start freaking out. I'm allergic to rich suburbs, apparently. Yeah, you don't want to be among the hoity-toity. <laughs> so my whole body's freaking out. And I am like, it's to the point, Brian, where it was like, I would rather not drink at all today than deal with this. Wow. You've had those days, right? Yeah. 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 You're just like, so, so, so I'm like, what do I do? 
I have to give a toast letter, and I haven't had any caffeine. Um, Allegedly, wink, wink. So I'm not gonna, and I'm in. Lately, Benadryl hasn't messed me up. You know, some people do a Benadryl and they're just game over. Yeah, it's it hasn't been like that for me. So I'm like, I'm like, well, I could take a Benadryl and then pound an energy drink, and then I'll be set for the toast. I just probably can't drink. All right, you're mixing like, a lot of stuff. On a <laughs> I know, but then I'm like, well, I don't know if I <laughs> should. A lot going on. So finally, right before the wedding, I take half a Benadryl. Now, half is this a regular Benadryl or a, I don't want to get into a Benadryl? No, this is a regular Benadryl. Right. <laughs> I take half a Benadryl and get through the ceremony. And I'm starting to feel a little bit better. And then on the way to the reception, I'm just like, I got to get a monster energy drink. So I have actual caffeine and vitamins in me and keep me awake. Great. So we get there. We get to the, we take pictures. We've done the first look and all the pictures before the ceremony. So we just head straight there, do a couple more pictures out at the farm, and then it's time to go. So I, I like, I grab a drink because at this point now I'm starting to feel a little bit maybe over caffeinated from that monster, <laughs> but also maybe a little bit messed up from the Benadryl kind of hard to know. <laughs> so now I'm messed up from Benadryl and a monster. And so I have a drink. So I'm like, well, I sit, I sit down, dinner starts. I'm like, I should have a couple more drinks. So I have a couple more drinks. So then the toasts start and, uh, my, my buddy, a groomsman, college friend, he gives a nice five-minute sentimental, serious toast. You know, he's, he's a good guy and like blah, 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 and all these nice things. And he, one of those, he had a couple couple funny lines in there. So it wasn't, mm -hmm. it wasn't boring, but it was just that, right, standard. Yeah. And, and then uh, Bridesmaid gives the toast. Very funny Bridesmaid does one of these long, funny stories. You know, everybody's kind of oh, laughing. Okay. It's like, it's good. Um, at this point, I now have to really go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I am jittery and over caffeinated and on Benadryl <laughs> and trying to calm myself down by drinking, which you're not supposed to even drink when you have Benadryl. No, no. But at this point, I was just, I just needed something to take the edge <laughs> you off. Yeah, take the edge off. Right? Gotta take the edge off. <laughs> so the second toast finishes and I'm like, I have one toast before mine. I am not going to do this and have to go to the bathroom the whole time. I got to run. So I run to the bathroom. Oh my God. I just, the second toast ends and I am out of there. Like in the, in that little nice, fancy, nice, fast, fancy bathroom trailer. You know, the bathroom. Oh trailers yeah. There. I love those. The air conditioned bathroom trailers. Like you're like, on set at a movie. Like at Noonan Fest. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I love them. It was great. So go in the, the fancy trailer, whatever. Definitely didn't wash my hands. Don't care. And, uh, <laughs> You know, sprint back. I missed maybe 10 seconds of the toast. Like, I, it was, she had just started. Wow. Great. All right, I'm in my seat, hanging out. And uh, and she does this. It's really cute. It's a really cute toast. Um, more on the sentimental side also, kind of like the first one, ends with, like, so the bride and her whole family are musicians. Her mom is right. a musician. She's a musician. Didn't and she play at your wedding? She did actually, fun fact, perform in the string quartet at my wedding five yes. years ago. So yes, all comes back around. So her sister did some surprise thing where she, her mom came up and all these other women from the family, this was like 10 of them, and they all sang some song together, some like choral piece that they had just kind of like practiced a couple of times. I don't remember what, it was, what even the song was or what it was about, but it was something about love. All you need is love or something like that. Okay. But so there's like 10 women singing beautifully and it's this like nice sentimental moment and everybody's, you know, all... Oh my God. Just, now just you gotta there. follow that. They're in the love, right? No. So I, I follow that and I go up 
And at this point, like I'm, I'm good. I'm not, I'm not buzzed or anything. I'm sober, a maybe a little over caffeinated. And then you got the adrenaline, right? right. Which the worst. So I, have you ever over caffeinated and then gotten on stage? No, I don't think so. Cause I, I, no, I don't, I don't know if I've ever been over caffeinated. Okay. Good for you. I could drink coffee all day and still fall right asleep. Okay, you're lucky because you can over-caffeinate. And when you are about to perform or you have any adrenaline, it's the worst feeling. Really? It's the worst feeling. You're jittery in every way and you can't calm down. And then the anxiety starts to set in because like caffeine causes anxiety. So you're just, it's just, you're just, I'm just a cocktail of a mess. Um, <laughs> but I was in a solid place. I took a deep breath. I stood up, I grabbed that mic and, uh, I just hold it right up to my mouth and I go, <laughs> I'm just like, all right, let's get down to business. <laughs> and I proceed to give roughly a 12 minute roast. And I killed. Really? I killed nice. Brian. I know how a good stand up comic feels because. I destroyed <laughs> uh, everyone that I saw afterwards said that, uh, you know, great, just, you know, showered with me the compliments and praise. Uh, the the wife was not mad. Uh, even John, That's good. I John was touched by it. It was great. It was perfect. It was like one of the best feelings I've probably ever had, like at a, at an nice. event like this. Yeah. So will was, there be a recording of this at some point? I, you know, I know a couple of friends recorded it. I've got, I, I I'm not a scripter necessarily, right. but I, I did essentially script all of it. Ah. Um, cause they were, they were so punchy and there were a couple parts where I needed to phrase it a certain way. I'll give you an example. Please do. My favorite, one of my, one of my top favorite parts was, uh, I said a bunch of stuff about how unique John was and how like, there's no one like him. And I'm just like, uh, so you, you know, you really have married a guy that is, that is one of a kind. There's, no one in the world like Ice Bag John for better. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> I grabbed my water, took a drink just like that. And the whole room is dead silent. Like you could hear a pin drop. There were, yeah. And like, that's not a, that's not a feeling you have very often, right? Like that feeling of like, I'm the only person in this room that knows what's about. You to had them. Yeah. You had them. Yeah. Yeah, no, nice. Brian. It, it was like if I could write a stand-up set that good, I'd I'd be comfortable opening for you. <laughs> You're listen. It sounds like you could write something. That's excellent. I, yeah, that is yeah. very that is very nice. So and it went over. How did your? Uh, I know your wife uh, said it. She just said it was very. He gave a very good speech. Oh no, that she was, was she was. That, She's she was just like laughing un oh, uncontrollably the whole time. No, it was it was it was good. My parents were there, they were like, that was great. Uh I I mean it, it was it was great. So that was fun. And tell me you just dropped the mic. I, I should have dropped the mic. Oh, <laughs> so here's here's what happens that so I have my glory moment. Sure. Um and for me, then, this, you, tr this, then you realize you hadn't zipped your pants after the bathroom. No, no. <laughs> Had I? Hmm, no, I don't know. Um, no, I, uh, I, after, so, you know, and then at this point, like I'm done, I can leave. Like the only reason I went was to do this toast. Right. So I'm, yeah, I can but, leave. Who cares? Um, 
so the open mic thing happens. My friend Logan, so here's the thing. My friend, my friend from Denver really wanted to roast John. But Logan's not as funny as I am. Yeah, so, I, I would have hated to be the guy who had to follow you. It was, it should have ended. It should have, like, it was, it was time, right? Like, the main act walked off, right? Uh, so Logan immediately is out of his seat, grabbing the mic. So I, I like, kind of, I just kind of, I sit my drink and he has it out of my hand before I, I'm like, how do you get up here? Jeez. Logan, now, and the DJ, the DJ knows that the, the bride is ready for this to be done. So the DJ looks oh, yeah. over. And I guess, so he like, he, he goes over to him and he's like, please keep this as short as possible or something like that. Or like, please be brief or something like that. Cause, yeah. cause he knows. And he's like that over time, we gotta get, we gotta get this thing moving. Yeah, we get, there's a, people want to do other stuff and I've, and he's smart enough to know nobody's going to follow you. Yeah. This is, yes. it's all going to be downhill from here. So do your everybody do yourselves a favor just stay in your seats because it's time to move on and i want to be transparent about this i practiced that toast for probably four hours yeah over the couple days before it because that these kind of thing you hear that that output part of it but not what goes in kind of like right. how when i worked with you and radio for 10 years you would prep like three hours for a one-hour show like it does take work. It does take work. And like when I was, when I was, uh, honored to do your wedding, it, I sweated over that, that stuff. And, you know, to make it, to make it come off sounding easy, you know, they're not ad libbing, uh, you know, top gun Maverick it's written down and it's rehearsed and it's practiced. And so it doesn't surprise me that you took it seriously and you practiced that. And people think because you probably looked like you were just riffing, they're like, oh, we could do this. Yeah. You know, mm, no, you can't. So what happens? So Logan goes up. <laughs> His toast, if I can paraphrase, is essentially, uh, John, you are one of the most irritating people I've ever known. And you really, something else. He said like three really negative things. And then was like, uh, but like you've been around a lot in my life. So you're good. You made me a better person or something like that. And that was it. It's just like, just please tell me he him. got booed. He like insulted him like five times. And then basically was like, yeah, but you're okay. And then he's like, uh, and he said to the wife, uh, he's like, yeah, I've only like met you like two times, but you seem really cool or something like that. Wow. Don't you wonder what goes through somebody's head that they, oh, I, this is what I have to say. These, these are the words that must come out of my mouth right now i've been thinking about it for 12 seconds this is my manifesto no so two of my friends were sitting at the table with him and after the the song that the all the ladies did one of them turned to him and they're like boy don't you think the tone of this wedding is really positive right now or something like that you know just kind of get him kind of point out like maybe you shouldn't just go and just insult him several times yeah it's but, not the it's not the right venue but it was so awkward that I expect John found it hilarious because he loves awkward things. So it actually worked out in a way. But how did uh, how did Mrs. Icebag feel? So she was then really ready for it to be over. But then, oh, but then, have you? I think very briefly, maybe at my wedding, you met my friend Ryan. Okay. Um. Anyways, 
kind of bigger guy, big bushy beard and like black spiked up hair. But he, uh, he is, he's one of the funniest people I know I've ever met. He's unbelievably funny. He's just goofy and silly and wacky and weird. So he, he was going to be one of the other open mic people. And uh, John really, really wanted Ryan to give a toast because he's so funny and off the wall and weird, like okay. weird funny. Mine were like <laughs> jokes, like set up punchline, boom, payoff, like fake punchlines, all that. Uh, he he's was just going to do something crazy. Okay. So, so he does go up right after and he got the mic, which was good. But the other thing was, John had to convince his wife to let Ryan give a toast because her interactions with him were, he's too weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to deal with this. So, so wow. you've now got, you've now got following me, the best toast. You're already over time and you've got a yeah. bad toast. And now Ryan, whose toast will be really funny, but that the bride doesn't really want up there. Right. Ryan does give a hilarious toast. His is completely off the walls, bizarre. He just says a bunch of phrases in uh, foreign languages <laughs> and then made a joke about their first date. And every bridesmaid pretty much died at that joke. And uh, and then he was just like, he, he finished with some reference to Fiddler on the Roof. Okay. Uh, and then that was it. So it was it was just short. It was sweet. It was good. And and then the reception. Like he walked up and he was just like, "Mamma mia, Wakanda." Uh, <laughs> he just like said like random phrases from languages, but it worked. It, you, you like had to be there. I can't. Well, can't it sounds like anything after the guy in front of him was gonna work. You you can't explain Ryan, but he got the room back up, and then the reception started, and then it was tremendous, okay. and it was like. Honestly, I mean, I'm really thankful that we had you watch my kid because uh, it's all of my best friends from high school were there, all 11 of, or so of us. And the last time we were all together was my wedding five years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. So it, this doesn't happen. And like for me to be around all of literally my favorite people like in the world, like for hours, I mean, even, even John Martin, my co-host on Game Life Balance US, like even he and his wife stayed really late. And oh, wow. he's got, he's nice. got two kids. He usually ducks out. He ducked out like an hour into my wedding, like he was just, <laughs> but everybody stuck around. Well, can you blame him? No, not at all. <laughs> Actually, I can't. My reception was awesome. He missed out, yep. but, um, but no, there was a photo booth and my parents were there. So they got to see all my friends and like my nice. sister was invited. So it was, it was, it was amazing Two of my friends. There was a picnic the next day. So I saw all of them again a little bit as we're all recovering. That's what we picked up our son for. Yep. And then that night, there was actually a Final Fantasy Symphony at Symphony Center on Saturday. Ooh. So I went with two of my friends, stuck around for that, and then crashed at my place. And then one of them stayed most of the day yesterday. So I had like a whole weekend of like all my best friends, and it was just like magical. Very it was, nice. It was so good. I'm in such a great mood. Like, And you brought down the house. You it, delivered. It was, you know how it is to have that I kind of how high. it is. I'm, no, I'm, I listen, I don't blame you for being excited. Yeah, so, and somebody should have known to just that was it. Walk away, finish it up. That's a that's to me. Uh, that seems like the worst idea possible. <laughs> Knowing my family and everything, that would be that would have never ended. We never would have gotten to the dancing if we had done if we had done that because everybody was hammered. Everybody would have gone up and just rambled like lunatics. 
and it, all from my side of the family and Debbie's side of the family would have just been sitting there staring daggers. It would have been, Oh my God. That is, Oh boy. No, 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 no. I've been told, I don't think, I don't think I get to make a toast or have a dance at Molly's wedding. She's not even dating anyone. That's true. But she has the wedding all planned out. She's got the wedding all planned out. You she told me I have the wedding uh, all planned out. If there's no groom, Cody, that's logic. That uh. you're, now you're spitting logic. And uh, trust me, I tried to spit that same logic. It did not go over well. Uh, she wants to find an orphan uh, who has no opinions to marry. That way uh. she can have the exact wedding that she wants. She knows the venue. She knows that she showed us the venue. She knows all the stuff. Um, I am not. There will be no father-daughter dance. I uh, probably won't get to make a toast. And uh, I am in the running to officiate. <laughs> so that's something. Well, if she asks me, I'll say no. Okay. <laughs> that'd be very awkward. No, it would be very awkward. awkward. You know, I'd be critiquing you the whole time. It would actually be doing you a favor. The last thing you want to do at your only daughter's wedding is have responsibilities. Well, yeah, she because she also told me I wouldn't be able to cry. I'm like, well, then I then you can't even have me there. I, I don't know. It's all it's all for the gram. So whole wedding is for the gram. I know. I know a single guy. If she needs somebody with no opinion, he he plays a lot of video games. Is she into that? Uh, no, she doesn't like that. Sure, but like, is she into not not playing the video games, but just being able to do whatever she wants because her her boyfriend is sitting around playing video games. Uh, yeah. What's his, do it. Does he have strong opinions on things? No. Okay. Let me, how old is he? 37. It might be a little, might be a little chronologically out of bounds. I don't know, man. I don't know. Is he short? Uh, no. Okay. That, that would have been, 10? I found out, I, I found out that that's a deal breaker. Everyone knows that. I don't know. I'm tall. You're tall. So I didn't have to worry about that as a deal breaker. Oh, no. I guess no, there's no. guys out there. I guess there's guys out there who aren't tall. No, every, sucks for them. Every, no. If you go on any dating app, hordes of women that say, like, no one under six feet, no one under 5'11, like, blah, blah, blah. They're wow. very heightist, which it seems, seems a little unnecessary, right? Because you can't do it much about does, that. It does. And if, yes, that's one thing physically you can't control. And uh, two, if, you know, it seems like a double standard to me. Now, granted, I know men have been judging women uh, by their physicality for centuries. So that's not right either. But what's good for the goose? You know. So, yeah, it's she doesn't want to. for the juice. Boom. Yeah. I was going to have a beverage tonight, but then I realized I had wine with dinner. So mm, I was going to have a beverage, but I have to work after this. Uh, I have to get up early for school. That's why I, it's because I went, I had the glass out. I went and I, to the cabinet, I got the glass. I was going to have an old fashioned and I was like, eh, no, be an adult. You know, got to get up early tomorrow. Blah, blah. Oh, I mean, I got to get up early. I'm still going to, I know I went I as soon as you're, a, soon as you're joke that I didn't make. Are you going to have one of those, uh, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge caffeine? No, I might smoke a bunch of weed though. Is that going to keep you awake to work? No, no. After I work, no. It's well, after podcast you work. And then work, then get really I high. See. 
And wow. then I don't smoke. I don't smoke weed. That that'd be irresponsible. I vape. That is irresponsible. You just eat handfuls of gummies. Where are they? As oh, soon as uh, as soon as your son left the other day, I went to a uh, went to an Oktoberfest. In Germany? No, unfortunately not. And in you, Brookfield. Was it? <laughs> and you're sure it wasn't a September fest? Well, everybody's calling them Oktoberfests, even though some of them started in late August. Hmm. Um, but all the breweries want to get their Oktoberfest beer out early enough so they can sell them for more than just October. Okay. So I went to uh, I went to Imperial Oak. Now I've gone to their their flagship brewery is in Willow Springs. And I've been there many times for their Oktoberfest and their St. Patrick's Day, and it's phenomenal. But that's that's happening while we're in Ireland. They opened a, a second brewery in Brookfield, right by the zoo. So uh, I went there and uh, met up some people, had a couple of their fest beers, Das Prost. It's delicious. Golden lager, malt forward. Oh, my goodness. It was fantastic. Das Prost. Let's go, dude. Das Prost. It was very good. I spent, uh, bought, so I'm, I've bought it over the years when I've gone to these Oktoberfests, I bought all the steins, you know, with the, with the logos. And I ended up at one point when we were moving last time, getting rid of a bunch of, I had these giant, you know, full liter steins. They're fun at an Oktoberfest, but you never, you know, I'm not filling up a liter beer mug on my deck. Yeah, that, that's why I never buy them. It's like, you're never going to do that. Well, this one was a half liter. So the deal was, like, I went in at first and I bought a beer. And it was, I don't know, six bucks, seven bucks for the beer. And she goes, do you want one of the Steins? And I'm like, no, I'll just have the beer. And I go, what's the deal on the Stein? She said, well, it's $10, comes with your first beer, and then you can refill it for the same price as a plastic cup. I was like, wow. It's only like four bucks difference. Let's go. Let's let's get in the mood. So on uh, my second beer, I bought the Stein. I uh, had a couple of Steins in my plastic cup, and I was uh, I was that guy. I brought a bag of pretzels with me, and oh yeah. So we sat there. We had a couple of beers, unwound from the uh, unwound from the day, from the uh, you know relaxed. There were some children there, so it was like I never left. Nobody was yelling at me. I want milk, so I was happy uh you know that was fun what if they were yelling i don't want milk no milk no story i felt bad because i had heard all about this pancake book that he brought with him that was the other thing debbie was looking at it saturday morning with him and he was like no book she's like oh you don't want to read about the pancakes no book and so debbie's reading it a little bit and she goes oh this has a library sticker on it did you go to the library with your mom or your dad no i did not exactly like that i swear to god i'm not exaggerating for comedic effect she goes oh because this came from the library you didn't go did you go to the library with your grandma no i did not did you it says lombard library on there did you ever go no i did not i said debbie stop asking me obviously didn't go to the library so yeah he did not go to the library that's too bad where you got the library books meaning last night or the day before or he just started walking back and forth in our kitchen going, I told you not to do that. I told <laughs> you not to do that. And he started saying not like a British not. person. <laughs> it might have been in memory of the queen. I don't know. But he, he literally it could have been over and over. I told you not to do that. 
That's, That's why your dad doesn't want him to watch Peppa Pig. He told me that at the party. He doesn't want him watching Peppa Pig because he doesn't want him going to school talking like a Brit. Oh. Yeah, your dad's very down on Peppa Pig. So we did not watch Peppa Pig here. Hmm. I told you, you only got to watch a little bit of the Cars movie. And uh, then, so we watched some, and then something else, another Cars thing came on. Um, we watched some shorts. And one of them, like, Cars 2 had, like, some gun. One of the cars had guns. And I was like, turn that off. We're not watching mm. anything with guns. So went back to the, he was driving. And they have these little, like, 15-minute uh, where Mater and uh, whatever the name of the, Lightning McQueen, they're going across the country and seeing different things. And he was fast. Where are they going? I said, I don't know. We got to find out. So like, they go through Death Valley and they go through uh, the jungle and they go through all, you know, they're taking little trips, like 15 minute little educational trips. But he, oh, he loved that one. And then I'll just talk like Larry the Cable Guy. So I did, I figured that'd probably be better um, than talking like a Brit. So there was no Peppa Pig, but he got a little mater. So he's going to get her done. Wow. Yeah, you got that to look forward to. Cutting all the sleeves off his shirts, wearing a camouflage hat, walking around. Dad, we got to get her done. You going to build me that pallet playhouse? You better get her done. <laughs> get out in the garage. I know it's cold, old man, but I need me that pallet playhouse. Or I'm going to go diving off the top bunk. You better get her done. Oh, man. <laughs> it's a lot to look forward to. It's a lot to look forward to. Uh, Debbie, uh, Debbie was like, well, we got to, you know, I felt, I didn't feel bad. I said, I'm going to tell him. And if, if they're mad that he watched a little bit of cars, then, you know, but he was doing other stuff while he was watching. Why cars. would I be he, mad? We got to party and hang out and, uh, I know, but I know you guys don't let him watch a lot of TV. Whatever. He's, In defense. We didn't let him watch a lot of TV. Now nah, when he, dude, when he gets little. sick, are you kidding? It's like, okay, time to call in the real babysitter, which is anything on the TV. Yeah, he was, you know, he was doing other stuff. That was a nice thing. He was playing with the dogs and playing with Molly and he was building things uh, and talking about frogs and the balls and, you know, but it was on. And so when he'd start to, when he'd lay down, I thought the other thing I thought was if he lays down to watch it, he'll fall asleep. But he didn't. He, he outsmarted us. Dude, we have sat in his bed with him for 30 minutes and gotten up and he just springs up like the dead, and runs <laughs> to the door. He was trying to break away from the bed. It was uh, when we were getting his pajamas on, he was trying to make a break. I had to pepper spray him. I, I, I've watched some of these prison documentaries. I know that's if he's not compliant, I spray him. Yeah. And he dropped, and he kept fighting, though. I, like I said, the kid's scrappy. He did not just go down once I, uh, once I hit him with a little pepper spray. He yeah. kept coming. I guess he just needed a hug from Debbie instead of pepper spray from me, but Listen, it's it's well documented that I may not have been the greatest father in the world. So. How well so, documented? Yeah, well, it depends who you talk to. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, he was because uh, your wife had said um, she said he might not take a nap, but you have to leave him in his room for two hours. That's the rule. And I'm like, all due respect. I didn't say it to her, but in my mind, I went all due respect. I'm not locking him in a room for two hours and hoping he goes to sleep. I, I, I'll put up with him being tired and we'll deal with that. That we can deal with. I don't want him. Debbie goes, we can't do that. Then he'd never want to come here because we locked him in a room for two hours. I was like, yeah, that doesn't sound like a really great babysitter move. 
you know? What do you do? Well, kid came over and the mom said he had to be in his room for two hours. So we just put him in Walter's cage. We locked the door and then uh, we went outside in the backyard. So we couldn't hear him screaming. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Parenting tough. Business Parenting sometimes. is tough. Parenting is tough. So yeah, we broke, we broke some of the rules, but he came back healthy. He came back happy. That's all you really need to care about. Dude. And with some amazing toys. He loves that bike. It's so clutch, dude. I'm, I'm glad unreal. he likes that bike. I'm glad I'm, when he makes the sounds, it's hilarious. Vroom, vroom, just unprompted. We didn't tell him to make motorcycle sounds. He just was screaming. I'm a motorcycle. Did you feel bad about the queen? No. Why would I feel bad about the queen? I don't know. Because you have any sense of humanity? I mean, she lived to be a thousand years old. She was Pretty queen old. of England for like a hundred years. Uh, that's what's not, funny is your numbers are only a little bit off. Yeah, no, it's, it's a high score to me. I mean, like, what? Uh, what is? Yeah, she did pretty good. No, it, I wasn't sad. Like, woo. At that, that point, you celebrate. You celebrate. I mean, it's the yes. end of an era, but in terms of a life, like, you can't really do a whole lot better than being a queen and being ninety six and not being really sick, just kind of dying of natural causes because you're ninety six. Yeah. No, she and, did. I think she did all right. So and she snubbed me, quite frankly. Oh, did you we try went to, get... to yeah no we went to uh what's the not Buckingham Palace uh Windsor West, Windsor we went to Windsor Castle and if the flag is up you know the queen is in residence and the flag was the queen was there when we were there she did not come out to greet me mm. so you know I'm walking through your house you can't even pop out to say hi it's almost like like I didn't expect her to offer me a beer if you won't offer me a beer but I thought maybe she'd at least pop her head out. Yeah. You know, in one of her signature hats. Give me a little wave. Hello. Get off me lawn. Don't poop in the bushes, you ugly American scamp. I, I was surprised with how quickly and immediately Twitter started making a ton of jokes about it. I was not. I couldn't. I, I thought they... <laughs> that Twitter would have started like just with the rumor that her family was going to Scotland Twitter. And they, man, oh man, they went back in British history and dragged up every atrocity of the British empire and laid it all on her shoulders and were making jokes. And it was like, wow, really? We can't, the woman can't be dead for an hour without this sort of internet horror story. It was fast and fierce, and I don't even see even most like U.S. like polarizing U.S. politicians like don't get that kind of an immediate like it was a disrespect. It just seemed like and, yeah. and it seemed unnecessary because she was like she didn't do anything bad to anybody, right? She just existed. No, she was just a symbol of the monarchy and British the British Empire and the all, all that that entails and. You know, and please, oh, please post another original meme of King Charles with a 70 year old white man finally gets a job. Please, that's hilarious. Oh my God, are you serious? Thank you. Uh, yes, another white man gets a job. We get it. We've known he was going to be king for, I don't know, 70 years. Um, so he, he was going to be king the day he was born. So, you know, you're. Cuba is so cutting edge. <sniffs> Snore, shut up. Yeah. 
but it was yeah that there was there was an awful lot of like over the top disrespect yeah which surprised me a little it was like yeah i don't i don't quite get it she didn't like i'm not a uh, anglophile so i don't know and i know the british empire did uh, commit many atrocities as every government has and i know the monarchy seems like a really outdated kind of uh system but you know uh, judging from a lot of the people in the uk they're very sad that she's gone even though they knew she was going to die because she's 96 um and you're never going to see it again the the thing i found weird was the or not weird but pretty intense the statistic that 80 percent of people in the uk have never lived under another monarch yeah she she has been ruling that country since a majority of people have been alive and she wasn't even in line to get it if her uncle had not abdicated the throne so he could marry an american her father never would have become king that's what happened that's what happened her uncle abdicated the throne her father became king she was first in line when he died she became queen so she wasn't even you know she wasn't even in line at first they're not allowed to marry an american he abdicated the throne because i think she was divorced or something she was a commoner but Meghan markle's not british harry was not i know but harry harry's not in the uh, you know harry gave up his spot too wow yeah weird it is give it all up give it all up for some wild tale yeah every james bond has served queen elizabeth that's right every james bond now they got to redo all their money think they're going to redo the money no put charles's face on it because her face is on all the money maybe it just stays on all the money maybe seems like an but she's unnecessarily, not there she's not in charge anymore seems like an unnecessary expense to just change the face of the person i don't know dude imagine any... you've waited your entire life to be the king and you finally get it when you're in your 70s don't you want everything <laughs> he doesn't make decisions does he no not really okay <laughs> not really but i would be you know i'd uh <laughs> i'd be kind of like come on man just on like the one pound note something a little something for the effort you know i already have to be the third king charles i don't even get to be the you know i don't even get to be the first of anything wow. and i'm 70 some years old I'm not going to rain for 70. Now his son is probably like, ooh, put some Vaseline on the stairs. This is a, you know, Prince William is ready to go. He's going to take over. You know, Kate, uh, you know, Kate is going, oh, let's go play with the grandchildren, Charles. And, uh, you know, hope he runs around and pulls a Marlon Brando from The Godfather while he's eating an orange with his grandkids in the garden. He, he just died of natural causes in The Godfather, didn't he? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He's out playing with his grandkid, though. Has a heart attack. I don't know if Charles has enough circulation to have a heart attack, but, you know, he's the king now. Who's your king? Who's your king now? Who's your king now? What's he going to do, like, as king? Just hang out? I don't know. We're going to get to watch a coronation. Oh, that'll be I'll fun. watch it. I'll watch a coronation. Yeah. Why not? Is you know, a big was, crown dropped on his noggin? If this was the United States then we would the whole coronation would be branded 
<laughs> oh, welcome to the Bud Light Coronation, brought to you in part by Spotify. Listen now, and also by Slack. Connect with your teammates and bother them anytime. And then, like, it would it would show like a wide shot, and there'd be like a bunch of big banners. And then as the car pulls up, like the car would be like a Mercedes or something, and that'd be like a close up shot. And then the commentators yep. would be like, "Oh, that is a Mercedes. Oh, look at them pulling up now in the Mercedes uh, SR twenty. 33 that's the 2022 <laughs> model uh, available for $64,000 MSRP and uh, available now your greatest car dealer with a special engine that's got hybrid power and then like she steps out and like a little red carpet comes out but like on the side of the red carpet are little logos of something like <laughs> gum or whatever that is literally what would happen Oh if sure the epaulets on the epaulets on the uh, the big oh. suit and oh, then the the, the cape that they drape over him would have a logo on the back, probably some gambling site, you know? Yeah. Oh, DraftKings, DraftKings, <laughs> the draft whole Kings. thing would be DraftKings. This Kings. brought to you by DraftKings. King Charles's crowd brought to you by K Jewelers. Every coronation begins with K, even though See? it really starts with C. <laughs> this is why, <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. See, at least they have some decorum over there sure. across the pond we over here we're just a bunch of godless you know uh traders that just dumps tea into the river that's right we're not going to put up with their falderall and their fiddle d a king king george can't he can't rule us it was it was interesting being over there to see people's reaction because it was about four years ago we went and it was interesting seeing people's reaction to the monarchy there's still people who you know, they're like, all right, Queen Elizabeth is, like you said, she's kind of innocuous, you know, not, doesn't really, you know, she seems nice and all. She pops out, you know, they blamed her for Diana's death, but what are you going to do? Yeah, you got a couple bad stains on there. She was, you figure she went through, she went through World War II. She went through everything. She was with Churchill when they were bombing, you know, in London. It's crazy. The amount yeah. of how long she was in power and not really power. What is she? You know, the queen. But that's it. The end of an era. End of an era. The only the only picture I found sad, and this says something about, about me. Uh, you know, I when I heard she died, I was like, oh, that's that's too bad. But not really surprised. She's a 96-year-old woman. But there was a picture of two guards getting off a helicopter with her four corgis. And I was like, oh. We're now the who's gonna take care of the corgis? Who's gonna who's gonna do that? Because you know Charles and Camilla aren't gonna take care of those corgis. I hope you're they don't a bury dog. Them. You're such I a hope dog. they don't bury them with her. You're such a dog. <laughs> That'll be horrible. <laughs> you know what? Nobody really wants you, corgis. Nobody likes corgis. They got the tiny little legs, you're weird. And uh, pop <laughs> into the box. Into the box, dogs. You led a good life too. Imagine being the dog to a queen. I think my dogs are spoiled. Good God. If I were royalty, you know, I thought it was a big deal that I spent 30 bucks on a, a you know, a memory foam bed for one of them. Man, oh man. Imagine the bed a king's dog would have. My mutts would never want to get up. I'd wow. have to chew the food. I'd have to. I'd have to have servants who chewed the food and spit it into their mouths, and then work their jaws so they wouldn't even have to eat. Wow. Yeah, it'd be horrifying. They would be entitled. 
They would just be entitled spoiled mutts. At least one would be a duke, though. Oh, they'd all have they'd all have the Barma Duke, Duke of Earl. Oh, sure. <laughs> Duke's mayonnaise. I'd call them all kinds of things. Oh, sure. Wow. I'd be, I'd be like that bad John Goodman movie, King Ralph, where an American became king because of the line of succession. I uh, that was a bad movie. It was a bad movie. Yeah. Ah, it's a bad. Too bad. You go see it. You'll see it. Uh, what else you got? You got any other uh, any other big news? No, I'm I'm pretty gassed. I don't know why I'm tired. I mean, it was a long weekend of stimulants and uh, benzos. I don't know what a benzo is, but it sounds like a drug. Mike uh, wins. Mike said Duke Canoe. It's <laughs> good. Bravo, Mike. Very nicely played. No, uh, Wednesday morning, I'm yet again going to Orlando for one day for work. Oh, one day? All day meetings, yeah. And they won't let you stay over or you don't want to stay over? Well, I'm staying the night uh for the all day meet i'm working a bit wednesday afternoon then all day meetings friday or thursday and then i'm flying back right after Ugh. i i could stay but i i literally didn't want to go i i made them justify it i was like you i need you to make you need to tell me why this is so important or i'm not going because yeah, I, in this day and age uh, why can't you just do a meeting via zoom or something now we we have in the past gotten some more stuff done when in person um but it was with a different group. So I don't actually know how effective this will be, but whatever, they made a compelling enough case. So I was like, fine, I'll get on the plane. But it's the last time this year because I'm done because I miss my kid and my wife. I've been traveling yeah, for like no. six weeks on and off. It's crazy. So I just want to like chill and like be at my house and like start to nest. Like that whole bunk uh... bed project was all my wife, other than me and my dad assembling it. Like I haven't had time to, She'd be like, do you want to look at bunk beds? And she'd send me links. And I like wouldn't even have time to click on them like between meetings. Like I've just been wow. way over committed and slammed. So and I just the cats like, in the cradle and the silver spoon. <laughs> and when you're weekend, coming home, dad, I don't know when oh, it's just too much we'll get on. together then. Dad. Too much going on. You're a very busy man. You're creating a life for your family. See, you want to be home and I want to be away. I want to be just running. No, I don't. I never want to leave the house. Is till next week. Then yeah, you leave it. So we got one more show next week. And then one more show. Here. We'll do the show Monday, and then I jet off on Tuesday to Ireland for the Air and Isle. Yes. Oh, I will not be doing any Lucky Charms jokes over there. I won't be throwing on my fake brogue. I won't be drinking green beer. Um, I will not be an ugly American. I will be a mildly irritating American, but I will not be an ugly American. Because I don't think I can not. I don't think I can not be mildly irritating. That's just, it's just my abrasive manner. I'm hoping I had to go. I, I'm getting everything done, you know. So I finished up my dental work today. Got a my third crown put in and a cavity filled, and uh, now my mouth hurts. So I'm hoping mm. that goes away before <laughs> before next week. We'll see. Oh, and good news! I'm out of the. Uh, I'm out of the brace. Hey, just in the wrist widget. Look at that. Yeah. The the surgeon today told me to tell my physical therapist to quit being so nice. He wants, he wants a lot more range of motion quickly. He goes, they can start. I'm like, All right. I love this guy. He's Australian and he sounds like he's Australian and he must really want me to golf or he's done wrist surgery on guys who only want to golf because he's like, no golf yet. I go, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to golf. He goes, all right, well. You know, 
what are you gonna are, what are you gonna be doing? I go, can I do this a lot? He said, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so that, that, that I don't have to worry about it. So so that's gonna be the deal. But yeah, so now I gotta start uh gonna get this is you know you're at a certain age. I said to the uh, physician's assistant today, who's very nice, who's been, you know, I, I meet with her, then she calls the doctor in and the doctor comes in. And I said, so what's what about the brace? She goes, no, nah, you don't have to wear it unless you're doing like some really heavy yard work or something. I said, so I don't have to take it on the trip? She goes, well, you might want to throw it in your suitcase because are you going to be hiking or walking anywhere that might be slippery? And I'm like, yeah. She goes, well, you might fall down. <laughs> like, do I look like a guy who just falls down? I mean, I know I'm I'm getting up there in years, but I, I, I don't usually just fall. This didn't come from a fall. I didn't trip, but so I'm going to bring it only because everybody tells me climbing Blarney tower, uh, or Blarney castle to get to the stone. The stairs are very narrow. Mm -hmm. So plus maybe if people see it, I can get garner a little sympathy. Well, yeah, there you go. There you go. I also did not think it looked nearly as hideous in person. I know you made a new, <laughs> but that's the two lane colors. Never let a person pick the colors of the casts uh, while under the influence of uh, opiates. And no, it looks fine. It's, bits. It looks it's a bit. Oh, but it wasn't really a bit. It was, well, you see when I first had it, I also had a black sock underneath it, a black like lining. So mm. there was a lot of black under it. It was horrible, but um, yeah. So I won't be, uh, won't be taking that. Now you've been to Ireland, correct? Yeah. Did you kiss the Blarney stone? Yeah. All right. Uh, we're, there was a there's a rumor floating around, and uh, our good friend Craig adheres to this rumor that uh, Irish lads joke that they pee on the Blarney Stone, so the tourists are always kissing pee. Mm. Uh, I said that that's been debunked many times, and quite frankly, I don't care. I've had worse things in my mouth, so I'm not uh, I'm not too worried about it. I'm they kissing it anyway. Literally wipe it down after every person, obviously. So I know. Yeah, I wouldn't worry I'm about not, it. I, well, I'm not. I'm not worried about it at all. I can't wait. And it's the most touristy thing we're doing. And my cousins are like, why are you doing that? My cousin's from Ireland. Why would you waste your time? I said, because I'm American. And I got, you know, I even said to Ma, I go, did you do it? She goes, yeah, I did it. You got to do it. You know, even though I really, do I need any more help talking? Do I need the gift of gab anymore? Is that, What's gonna... is that what it gives you? Yes. Oh. Yes. What'd you Maybe think I need to go back. hemorrhoids? I need a refill. I need, need to go back and get a you need a, to French the Blarney stone. I need to get a booster. <laughs> I need to get a Blarney booster. <laughs> Blarney booster. Get in there with your tongue and one of its cracks and work it. That was horrible. That was horrible. weird. Yeah. That was I, yeah, that was weird. You licking on a big rock. Roger <laughs> saying, Don't you have to lay on your back and lean your neck way backwards? Yes, you lay on your back. Uh you they lower you back in. I figure I'm going to hand somebody else my glasses so they don't fly off. Then I'll plant a big wet one on the stone. And then Debbie's going to do it. And then we're going to toddle down the stairs. Move on with our day. They tie your feet together when you do it too. Yeah. And they don't, then afterwards they hang you upside down like uh, the shark in jaws and they cut your belly open to see if you swallowed anything. <laughs> it's harsh. They're not messing around over there. They've had a lot of weird stuff happen. People trying to swallow a, uh, heirlooms and artifacts so you just gut you and license plates and everything will fall out of my belly they're gonna cut me open and all that's gonna come out is guinness 
Then you'll have like 87 Irishmen with empty cups up as my body just drains out over Blarney Castle. It's going to be interesting <laughs> to be over there. I'm just moving on. Uh, in the post-Queen era, because maybe you hear a lot of people talking about a little insurrection there. Well, it's going to be interesting when we because we're going to Belfast. Yeah, the second, you are. The second day, which is still under British rule, you know. For now. For now. So there will be, I'm sure they will be, uh, there will be a lot of things about the Queen up there. Yeah. Again, I will try not to offend. You know. I don't, I don't like talking about politics here in this country. I had to talk about politics in another country when we were in Spain. And when we were in London, people would bring up every once in a while. Uh, this was in the dark years. They would bring up, uh, American politics and most of them were not for it. Most of them not fans of the dark years. I think a lot of, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot I could say about that, but, uh, you probably know what most of it is. So <laughs> you're going to ask me which years aren't the dark years. Yep. Yep. Or I, mm -hmm. I, when you said they weren't a fan of it, I thought you meant American politics, not the dark times. They're not. Oh, a fan they were. Of oh, oh, no. Yeah. There's a lot. No, no, no. They're not a most. And quite frankly, I have no desire to get into a political discussion. I don't think you will. Knowing. I don't knowing think I will either. It. I'm not bringing it up. No. You know. I'm leaving my MAGA hat at home. I'm not going to wear it. Well, you could put your cast in it. Well, I almost, yeah, I could just spray paint it on my you cast. Almost, you might want to carry it around with you, too, in case you need to take it on the road, on the side of the road, you got to pull over and take a dump. And we can just put it in there. And what, use it as a funnel? Yep. <laughs> no, thanks. I'm gonna, I, I might need it to beat off. <laughs> I was a... Let's just... Uh, <laughs> No, I was going to say to beat folks. off some sheep, but I then I started to say, no, that doesn't sound right. I mean, to defend myself from a herd of sheep. Uh, but yeah, we'll end it right there. Uh, we will talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, like, subscribe, smash the button, follow, whatever it is that you kids do. Uh, Cody, take it away. Tell one friend about your show, our show, this show. Tell one, bye. Just go. We're done. <laughs>